Welcome to the Junior Golf Success Podcast, where we bring you the tips and tricks you need to improve your mental game and start shooting lower scores. I'm your host, Rohan Saxena, state champion junior golfer, and this is season one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Junior Golf Success Podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Today, we're going to teach you the first and most critical step to engineering success, making a strategic plan. To succeed at anything, golf or not, you can't rely on luck. You need to engineer that success. That's what this episode is all about. Today with me again, I've got best-selling author, speaker, real estate developer, physician, and expert on this topic, Dr. Sunil Saxena. Tell me, Dr. Saxena, what exactly is engineering success? Well, Rohan, that's a great question. Uh, As you mentioned, I'm a real estate developer and we build buildings here in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. And I would never, ever, I couldn't even imagine starting a project without having an engineer on board and an architect on board. Basically, they take a lot of time to analyze the project. They make a full set of plans. Those plans then go through a review process and an approval process. And everybody takes a look and makes sure uh, everything is proper before we even think about starting to build the building. But when people, when it comes to people's lives, they never think of it that way. They don't think about engineering their life for success or for the way they want it to turn out. They just kind of go live their life and hope for the best. Uh, so you can see that in the building example, even if you're not in the business I'm in, you know, if you were to start to build a house or any kind of building without a full set of plans, I'm sure you could understand how much of a mess it would create. No one would know what to do. The contractors who are working the job would just have no idea uh, where to put the foundation, how to build it. It would just be a complete mess. And unfortunately, that's very similar to how people live their life. Another way uh, that I've heard it put is you can think of a leaf floating down a river. Um, if you don't engineer your life, you're just going to be a leaf floating down a river. And wherever that river takes you, that's where you're going to go. You're kind of at the mercy of the river, so to speak. Versus if you engineer your life, then you can take control of it and you decide where you want to go. You decide how it's going to turn out. So to me, I would highly recommend engineering your life or engineering your success. Exactly. All successful people take the result they want and reverse engineer it so that they can achieve it. They do this by making a strategic plan. The first step of a strategic plan is what is your high-level goal? For many of us here, it's play professional golf. Once we understand that, the next step is to realize what's the next big step you need to take to achieve that goal. For many of my listeners, it's playing high-level Division I collegiate golf. From here, it gets tricky. Once you know exactly what you're working towards, the next big question is what does that really take? This can be really tricky sometimes, and when most people don't get this right, i.e. they start working towards the wrong things, it ruins everything for them. Dr. Saxena, how do you figure out exactly what it takes to achieve your next big goal? 
Yeah, Rohan, I mean, that's a great question. And I find that a lot of people get stuck right here. They they make their big goal or they have, they have this grand vision of, okay, let's say, you know, playing Division One golf, like you mentioned, but then they don't know what to do or they don't know exactly what to do. They kind of have an idea and then they just kind of get paralyzed because they don't know what to do, so they don't do anything. And here's a situation where, you know, years can go by, even decades, and people really don't make progress simply because they don't know what to do. So what I always recommend if you're in this situation, six things that you can do. Again, this applies to golf or not golf, division one golf, whatever you're, you're trying to do. Number one is read books. Number two, attend conferences. Number three, online research. Number four is get mentors or consultants, whether they're paid or not. Number five is get coaches, but make sure you have the right coaches. And then number six is networking, talking to other people who have have gotten there or been there. So let's break these six things down a little bit so your listeners understand what I'm talking about. Number one is books. By far, when people ask me, what does it take to be successful? I say simply read as many books as you can. I personally have a goal of reading four books a month. Here we are, not even at the end of the month. I've already read my four. Majority of months, I get to my four. Some months, I'll be honest, I don't get to them. But the amount of knowledge and points that you can understand or learn from a book that can change your life is amazing. And most books cost, let's say, you know, five dollars in the low end for an audio or a uh, electronic book, maybe up to $20 for a hardcover or, you know, soft cover type of book. Very, very cheap for something that can change your life. So definitely seek out books as one of your first steps. Number two is attend conferences. You'll be around people that are interested in the same thing you are. It's a great networking event as well. It's just something about being around that that helps you with the knowledge as well as inspires you to take action. Number three is online research. Now, when I was your age, Rohan, when I was in high school, I got my first computer. <laughs> Computers were just coming out, uh, let alone the internet. That wasn't even an idea that people could even imagine at that time. So we didn't have this. And I can tell you now it is amazing what you can learn online. Uh, as you know, I've gotten back into tennis recently, and uh, I've, of course, hired a coach, and he's working with me, and I've made great progress, but I can tell you that I've learned so much online just from YouTube videos, just little nuances that a basic coach, the, the one I've hired, would not really understand or even be able to tell me. You would really need to go to more of an advanced coach who works with professional players, and that's really not what my goal is. So that, that's the third thing, is use this great thing we have called the internet uh, it's amazing what you can learn. Number four is mentors or consultants. Now, this could be someone who you you know don't pay and just acts as a true mentor, or someone that you do pay and provides a significant amount of value. I've got coach, or I'm sorry, I've got mentors and consultants in almost every area of my life that's important to me. I've paid a lot for this over the years, but I can tell you that every time I've done this, the value I've gotten has been 10x or 100x. So don't be afraid, even if you have to, to pay for a mentor or a consultant. Uh, number four is coaches, especially in something like golf, which is a sport. Uh, everyone understands the concept of coaches. Now, the important thing here is to get the right coach. Now, for me, just a basic average coach that you can find anywhere would work because I'm an amateur. I'm not looking to play professionally. But for you and your listeners, you really need to find the right coach, someone who can teach you how to perform on a golf course, not just how to swing a golf club. There's a huge difference, and very few coaches understand performance. And after all, that's what it takes to play Division I golf is you got to put that score on the card at the end of every round. Uh, the last thing, which you know I've already alluded to a little bit, is networking. Extremely important to find out, seek out other people who have done what you want to do, who have been there, and they can provide you invaluable advice of what to focus on, what maybe is not as important as you think it is. Uh, that's just a very important thing. 
and you can network just going out to the driving range and, and talking to people. Uh, anytime you're, you're around people who are involved with golf, just tell them your goals and your aspirations, and you'll be surprised how they may just turn you on to somebody who all of a sudden could change your life and change the entire direction of your career. Exactly. For many of us junior golfers, uh, we are afraid to reach out. We're afraid to talk to people. We're afraid to ask for help. But many people, many people are very kind, very giving with their knowledge and their time. As long as you're passionate, you're fired up, and this is something you really want to do, people will gravitate towards that, and people will want to help you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm kind of on the other end of it where I'm, I'm giving back at this point. And yeah, as long as I see a young person who's motivated and enthusiastic, I will go out of my way to help them. Uh, it's just typically you, you know, sometimes you see young folks who ask a question here or there, you never hear from them again. But yeah, if, if I find someone who's really motivated in, in any area, I will definitely be more than happy to work with them and give them an, any advice or help I can. All right. So how we applied this for us is we reached out to a number of Division One coaches to really figure out what it takes to play Division One golf. And one of them outlined it perfectly in his response email. He said three things. Number one, average 73 to 74 in quality regional slash national tournaments. That's your Hurricanes, your AJGAs, etc. Number two, shoot one-sixth of your tournament rounds under par. Basically, shoot some rounds in the 60s. And number three, place in the top 10 to 15% in most of your events. This is accomplished by doing the first two. If you're shooting in the 60s, you're going to be winning tournaments. You're going to be doing well. Now that we know what it really takes, we can begin engineering that result. But before we continue, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about my book, It's Between the Ears. Are you underachieving on the golf course or in life? Are you practicing harder than anyone else you know? but still shooting the same disappointing scores in tournaments? Then you need a copy of my book, It's Between the Ears, which outlines the 18-element framework of mental toughness you need to start shooting the scores you're truly capable of. For a limited time, if you want a free copy, visit sunilrohansaxena.com forward slash book. It's also in the show notes page, which is linked in the episode description. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, now that we're back, now that we know exactly what we want, it's time to figure out how to achieve that. This is where you break it down into elements. And with everything, there are three universal elements. Dr. Saxena, what are those three elements? Well, in general, no matter what you're talking about, whether you're talking about improvement in golf or life or anything, in general, these are the three elements. Uh, The first one is education. Number two is technical, and the number three is what I call performance or mental. Now, they're all important. Education, we've talked about this a little bit already. Uh, go out there, you know, go to conferences, read books, do whatever you can to educate yourself. I personally read, uh, my goal is to read four books a month. I don't always get there, but I would highly recommend read as much as you can, uh, whether they're audio books, electronic books, old-fashioned paper books, whatever it takes get your reading done. Uh, number two is technical. Now in golf, that's you know relatively easy to understand. It's like driving, iron play, wedging, short game, putting, fitness, et cetera, et cetera. Work on those, those technical goals. The third thing, uh, third type, are a little bit harder to um, understand. And a lot of people just completely overlook this area. So you've got three areas. A lot of people are just completely overlooking it. So they're, they're missing one third of their opportunities. Now here, what I mean is 
just understanding mental frameworks, working on those things, uh, making sure that you're getting better mentally. That, to me, should always be on the top of your list. That's where you start. And then, of course, work on the other ones after that. But just make sure that you're working on this area. Yeah, honestly, mental is the vast majority of performance and results at a high level. D1 golf, professional golf, all the guys have skills. Everyone can hit a driver. Everyone has great iron play. Everyone can putt. It's really just who has the strongest mental game and who can really perform. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, when Tiger Woods was dominating golf, everyone said, well, he was, you know, physically better. He had more skills than everybody. And while that was true, I really honestly think that really it was his mental strength that allowed him to perform at such a high level over such a long period of time. That was the real differentiator. And people just ignore that because they always want to look at the physical attributes or differences between him and the other players. Yeah, it's just because the physical stuff's easier to look at. That's why everyone focuses on that. But the mental stuff, it's more important, and it's where you can gain a competitive edge. Absolutely. Anyways, now that you understand how to break it down into elements and what the three elements are of anything, it's time to pick the elements you want to tackle and then plan, execute, review. For example, with me and my golf technical element, I picked three things, driver, wedges, and putting. I did this because the high school golf season was coming up. And with high school golf, it's shorter golf courses. So if I can drive it long and in play, that'll give me a lot of wedge opportunities. If I can get those wedge opportunities close to the hole, that'll set me up with a lot of birdie looks. And if I can make the putt and convert on those birdie looks, I'll be making a lot of birdies. I'll be shooting low scores. In next week's episode, we'll get more into how to do that by making a SWOT analysis. For now, I want to leave it here so you can really soak up what we've just gone over. It took me two years to truly understand this, so I want to give you guys time to really understand it. I mentioned plan, execute, review. If you don't know what this is, I'd highly recommend going back to Season 1, Episode 1, where we go into it in full. Anyways, Dr. Saxena, ending party thoughts? Yeah, again, I think we've talked about you know a lot today, a lot of great stuff. Uh, just remember that you only have one life to live, and you might as well engineer it the way you want it to turn out, not just let some other outside random forces basically shape your life. I, again, find, find it so remarkable that people engineer what they want to do this weekend, but they won't engineer their overall life. So don't be that person. Be the person who goes out there, takes a hold of it, makes you know whatever you want out of your life, go out and get it. Awesome. Guys, if you want a free copy of my book, It's Between the Ears, go to sunilrohansaxena.com forward slash book. You can find it in the show notes page, which is linked in the episode description. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.